0: Hey there, this is Dustin McLean and Allie McLean, and we're pumped that you're joining with us today, and if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at OurPurpose.Church on all social media outlets, and on our website at www.OurPurpose.Church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you, and so let's jump into the message. Well, come on, Purpose Church, can we give Jesus a big ovation of worship in this place? Come on, that was pretty weak. I said, can we give King Jesus a big ovation of worship all over this place? I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Anybody excited to be in church today? I- Oh, if you're excited. I said, anybody excited to be in church today? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for being a part uh, of being at church today. Again, you could be anywhere else. You could be doing anything else, but you are here, and I'm really glad that you're here. So I'm going to have you. I know, hey, I'm going to keep you warm in this place today. You mind jumping back up on your feet really quickly because we're going to read Scripture together, and uh, I can't wait to do that. And so we're going to do that in Mark chapter 2. Uh, I'm going to read for about 17 verses. Everybody okay with 17 verses today? If you're ready for it, say, I'm ready for it. All right, good, because this is what I know is that we're going to read Mark chapter 2, 1 through 17, and we're going to read that together because that's where I want to be today and where I want to walk through a couple things today together with you. Mark chapter 2, this is what it says, starting in verse number 1, and this is what the Bible says. It says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home, and soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door, and while he was preaching, God's word to them. Watch what happens. Four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So watch what happened. They started digging a hole through the roof above his head, and then they lowered the man on his mat. Watch this. Right down in front of Jesus. Come on, somebody. This is an awesome story, okay? We're going to talk about it in just a second. Then watch what it says after this, verse 5. It says, seeing their faith. Somebody say, their faith. Say like you got some faith in this room, say their faith. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. But watch what happens. Some of the religious teachers of the religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Just watch what verse A says. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking, so he asked them, why do you question this in your heart? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or stand up, pick up your your mat and walk. And so I will prove to you that I am the Son of Man, that I'm I'm God, that I am who I say I am, and I have authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat and go home. Watch this. The man jumped up. Somebody shout, jumped up. Jump up. Well, when you say it, will not you jump up in area? Can we do that together? We're going we're gonna to get your body moving today in service. Can we do that on three? One, two, three. Jumped up. All right, I ought to say, people, jump. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. All right, all right, so here. Jumped up, grabbed his mat, walked out uh, through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed, and, and they praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. Everybody good? we got four more verses together. Everybody okay? All right, here we go. Verse 13 says, Then Jesus went out on the lake shore again and taught the crowds that were coming to him. And as he walked along, he saw Levi, uh, another name of him is this guy named Matthew, sitting at the tax collector's booth. He looked at Matthew and he said this, Come follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi, Matthew, got up and followed him. Later, watch what happened. Levi invited Jesus and his disciples into his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors collectors and other disreputable sinners there were many kinds of uh, many people of this kind among Jesus' followers but when the teachers of religious law who were pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners they asked his disciples watch what he said watch what they said Why does he eat with such scum? And when Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people do not need a doctor, sick people do. Come on, somebody, right? And this is what he says, I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know that they are sinners. I'm just going to be honest. Are there any sinners in this house that know that you and I were in need of a Savior in Jesus? If that's you, can we give Jesus a big shout of praise for what he's done in our life? I'll just tell you, I'm going to Pray one more time, then you can have a seat together. Jesus, we thank you so much for today. We love you. We honor you. Thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for just continuing to show uh, yourself to us, to continue to to give us your word where we can learn more about you, where we can find out how how your heart is and what your heart is for. And so, Jesus, I pray today that we would do everything possible to let you know that we love you, that we are all about what you want for us, that you are the point that we do everything for. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said, Amen, amen. You can have a seat, knuckle bump up a couple people on your way to your seat. Just give them a little knuckle love. Give them a little knuckle love. All right, I love that. Well, hey, I'm I'm really glad you're here. I'm so thankful for you. I'm really glad that you braved again the snow to get out in all of this today. And I'll just tell you really quickly, I'm excited about what God is doing and going to do at Purpose Church over the next couple weeks. I'll tell you, in your seat when you came in, there was a, a a couple door hangers that are there. We'll tell you about those in just a little bit. But in a few weeks, we're going to party on purpose. Because y'all don't know, I don't know if y'all notice or not, ain't no party like a Purpose Church party. Come on, somebody, right? Because we do that. We celebrate because celebration is our response. It's what we do. And so I just want to challenge all of you, in a couple weeks, we're going to be celebrating and three years old, we are a toddler as a church. Come on, somebody, right? And I'm excited about that. That's coming up two weeks from today. We're going to party on purpose. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Can't wait to celebrate that with you. And, and so, what we did is just the last week, when we moved to our new facility, we started a brand new series called I Love My Church. Somebody shout, I Love My Church. All right, and I love my church so much. You may hear that bass happening right now. Guess what? That's our elementary kids right on the other side of this wall. You know what? That's the kids learning about Jesus on their level. Come on, somebody, right? I love that our kids, can we give it up for our kids team? Can we give it up for them? put Jesus on the level of kids. I, and I hope that's not, a, it shouldn't be a distraction. That should excite us because that's the next generation that's going to be leading this church. And so I get fired up about it. I love that idea. I love what's happening out there and in there. So I'll just tell you again that that I love my church. I love you. I love what God is building through Purpose Church. And we want to just start over with just this idea of what we are going to be about as a church, right? Like, like again, we just started a new season as a church. It's something brand new for us. And so what we want to to be about what we want to just kind of center us all up on is this idea, these are the things that we want to be known for. We talked about it last week. We talked about how an orange, when you squeeze an orange, what kind of juice comes out of it? Orange juice, right? It's orange juice that comes out of an orange. And we want to be known for some things. And so I just want to tell you, again, we talked about last week, Jesus is our point. That's the very first thing. If we had to stop there, that would be enough, okay? Like, but we added a few more core values just to say, you know what, these are some other things that we want to be known for. But last week, we talked about the fact that Jesus. Jesus is our point, and we started talking about Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, and this is what the Bible says, and this is what Jesus started out saying. He said this. He said, this is how he starts his ministry. This is how he just like kind of sets out the mandate as he's beginning his public ministry. He says this to these guys that are out there fishing. They're doing their thing, and Jesus looks at them and says this. Come follow me, and I'm going to show you how to fish for people, right? Come follow me, and I'm going to come show you how to, I'm going to give you some purpose to the reason why you're fishing to the reason why you're living, I'm going to give you some purpose to your life. Now think about that. Not only did he start out there, not only did he start with that in mind, but he, he also the very last command that after he rose from the dead, after he had already been crucified on the cross, after he was about to ascend uh, to heaven, what does Jesus give us another mandate, right? He gives us this thing called the Great Commission. How many of y'all have heard of the Great Commission? Come on, wave at me. Everybody participate. Come on, wave. There we go. Like, if you've heard it, if you haven't, it's okay. But the Great Commission is like this very last Command that Jesus gave us to go out, and He says this: He says, "Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit." Right. That's the last mandate that Jesus gave us. And so, what I want us to understand is that God did not give us a small commission; He gave us a great commission. That you and I are to go out there, and we are to make disciples of all nations. That we are to take the name of Jesus and do whatever we can to take it to the ends of the earth. Right. That that is our job. That that is. Our our mandate, and I got to thinking about it, and I got to thinking, hey, if we think that church is too big, then maybe our heart for people is too small, right? If we get to thinking about that, because again, Jesus is telling us, you know what we got to do? We got to go out and we got to make a difference. We got to go everywhere and anywhere telling other people about Jesus. And so again, I want to just start us off with that, and that kind of leads me to what we're going to talk about today, and that's this idea, and I want you to write this down, note takers are history makers. Our team at the door gave you a little note taker sheet if you don't mind writing this down, but this is what, the, uh, this is what uh, another one of our core values said. Jesus is our point. The second one that we just want to be known for is the fact that people are our heart, right? Write that down. People are our heart, and I'm going to need y'all to talk back with me today, or I'm going to preach for like three hours, all right? So y'all just got to talk with me today. Everybody good with that? All right, good. Uh, But I'm excited about this, and I get fired up about it because I think this is the heart of God. I think this is really the heart of Jesus and what he wanted. Like, hear me clearly, that we as a church are going to do anything, everything, and whatever it takes, that's not a sin, to go out and reach people who are far from God, connect them to Jesus, and help them live on purpose. That's what this place is going to be about. Because in order to reach the unreachable, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to do the unusual, Right? We're going to have to do the unusual. So if we want to go out there and we want to reach people that nobody else is reaching, if we want to go out there and reach the lost and the hurting and the busted and the broken like I have been in my life, right? we're going to have to do some things that are unusual uh, as a church. And so again, I think about this and I think about the value is not something that you just say or we put up on the wall. A value is how you live it out, Right? That's what a value is. Really, you show me what we value is what we spend our time, our energy, our effort, our money on. And so I just want to just take a poll really quick, not to like raise your hand, but I want everybody to do a little soul searching right now. And if we had to say for you and for me that people are our heart, where are you on a scale of 1 to 10 with that? I want you to think about that for just a second. When I say people are our heart, reaching the unreachable, reaching the people that nobody else is thinking about or even worried about, on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you in this journey? Rate yourself. So 1 is like, I really don't care. Okay, like that's a one. Okay, like that's that's what a one. It's really apathetic. Like I really don't mind. Like I don't really care about reaching other people for the gospel. And then ten being like you're Billy Graham. Come on, somebody, right? Like like you've been hanging out with Billy before he passed away. Okay, like 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 I want you to know that like, that's kind of the scale. So let me give you a few numbers that may help you out, kind of to rank yourself on this scale of one to ten. And I want you to write this down on your paper as I'm talking about this. Right, one to ten. Okay, so like where are you in that scale of you are willing to do whatever it takes to reach? other people for the gospel let's talk about it really quick number if you're like a number nine eight or nine this this kind of may describe you if you are an eight or nine an eight or nine would have probably led someone to Jesus this past week all right Someone would have led somebody to Jesus, Then that wouldn't have been the first person that you ever led to Jesus. You've led many people to Jesus in your life. Like, that's that's if you're an eight or nine, if you're up there on that scale, okay? Not only that, but you have been praying every single day for several people by name, people that are lost, people that are hurting, people that are broken, but even also people that know Jesus, that you are spending time every single day, Praying maybe you brought someone, you're eight or nine, if you got somebody sitting next to you at church today, right? If you got somebody that you're already thinking for about next week, okay, I got this person in mind. Yes, I want to go after, yes, I want to invite, I want to bring them to church with me. I'm going to buy them lunch or breakfast or whatever I got to do. Like that's the eight or nine, all right? Everybody good there, all right? So, so now let's go kind of to the other end of the spectrum, okay? Let's go to the ones and the twos, okay? This is the idea that, that as a Christ follower, though, you have never led someone to Jesus ever. Right? You rarely bring anybody to church. You don't talk about your faith. You're not really praying but, but, but for anything other than for yourself and for your own needs. And really you have turned kind of inward focus in your life. So I want you to rate yourself. I want you to rate yourself on what you are between a scale of 1 to 10 in the fact that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to reach people. Like I'm going to reach the unreachable. I'm going to do the unusual. Where are you at in that scale of 1 to 10? And, and, and I want to challenge us. Because maybe you wrote down a number today that's maybe a three or four or five if you were just gut level honest with yourself. And I just believe that today what it can do, today can be a a day that I believe that God wants to stir your faith, that God wants to stir your heart for lost people in order that you and I will do whatever it takes and do the unusual so that we can go out there and reach the unreachable. Come on, somebody, right? Because that's what this church is going to be about. And again, I think look no further than Scripture, Right. Look no further than the life of Jesus. Look no further than what Jesus and how he lived and how he served and how he loved. And Jesus modeled this perfectly, right? I love Mark chapter 2. So I've been reading. I read through the Bible. I told you this last week. Uh, I read through the Bible for the first time in my life last year from cover to cover. First time I've ever done that. So I challenge you, you're just a few weeks into the, the year, start it. Try and do it. Try and get done with it. Get it in on a Bible app. Um, on the Bible app, and there is a read through the Bible in a year, and just stay disciplined to it. It was it was really life-giving for me. I just didn't even realize, man, I've never read it from cover to cover, so i started back again, and I'm reading in Matthew right now, and I'm reading through Matthew chapter 11, and I love this story that was in Matthew 11 where it's talking about this paralyzed man getting carried on a mat to Jesus, and it doesn't really expand a whole lot of it, so I kind of went over to the other Gospels, which if you don't know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are just four eye count uh, eyewitness accounts to the life of Jesus. So like all of us, we kind of see, especially where we're seated in this room, like I have a different perspective of you right now than you do of me, right? We're in the same room, we're looking at the same things, but guess what? I have a different perspective from where I am, and so that is what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are, and so they're different perspectives of that, and so I went over to Mark, it's also found in Luke, but this story, I really loved how Mark put it, uh, and the fact of, of this guy is paralyzed, right? He, has a, he is a guy that is paralyzed. What I want you to understand, that during the Bible times what would happen is if you were sick if you were paralyzed if you had an ailment if you had leprosy if you had something going on in your life people believe that that was due to your sin or your mama's sin or your daddy's sin or, or like your parents behavior in other words they believed in this thing called karma pretty much right so they believe that something bad happened to you. you had a car wreck because you treated somebody like that right I don't believe in karma. I believe in reaping and sowing, okay? Because what you reap, you will eventually sow. I do believe that there are consequences for your actions. But guess what? You didn't break your foot because you had a bad day at lunch yesterday, okay? I don't believe that happened. But this is the theology that they thought back then. And so what would happen is what the, these people thought, this theology is it's called a sinner theology, where if you had an ailment, you were what you were known as a sinner, And you became what would happen in life is what they tried to do is they would try and push you outside of the gates. They wanted nothing to do with the sin in your life. They wanted nothing to do with you. And so if you read in the New Testament where they're talking about Jesus Jesus hung out with sinners. And you got to understand that that doesn't necessarily mean people that just were, were out there like doing terrible things. This is also the outcasts, the people that nobody wanted, the people that nobody wanted to be around. And we see right here in Mark chapter 2, the heart of God, right? We see this right here in Mark chapter 2, the heart of who Jesus is. And the fact is that he starts off the very beginning of his ministry, right? Walking around, he heals a sinner, a known sinner to everybody else. He heals a paralyzed man on a mat. And I, I threw that in there, uh, and I'm sorry, team, I threw the, the idea of the, the the 13 through 17. I didn't even tell them that I was going to read all the way through that. But I wanted to just show you as well, not only did he heal somebody that was sick in their body, but he also healed somebody that was sick physically, spiritually, emotionally, right, in a guy named Matthew, Levi. you got to understand, Levi is not just a bad, like, IRS guy that's going to show up at your house in a three-piece suit. No, no, no. Levi, Matthew is more like a mobster, okay? I need you to understand, like, he's a gangster, all right? Like, like, like New York City, Chicago, like, yeah, that's what Matthew is. Like, he will take your money, he will take your family, he will take all that, right? That's the Matthew that we're talking about. And what happens is, is guess what he does? He not only heals a sinner, according to everybody else's theology, but he also calls a disreputable sinner, somebody out there that's doing things that aren't right, that he knows are are, are terrible, he calls him to be one of his main followers. And not only that, guess what happens? Matthew throws a party for Jesus, right? Because we're about to party in a few weeks on purpose, January 30th, year three, y'all better get here, okay? But what we're going to do, I want to tell you, he throws a party, and guess what happens? He invites other people who are... Are really, really good at sinning, right? The Bible tells it that they, they are known for their sin, that, that, that these are the people that are in the house hanging out with Jesus. And watch what happens. The Pharisees, they don't like it. Right, the religious leaders and pe- teachers, they are highly offended by this. Verse 16 says, when the teachers of the religious law, who were the Pharisees, saw him eating with those tax collectors, those mobsters, those gangsters, and other sinners, people that were known for their sin, people knew what they were doing, and yet it was not good, right? When he, when they saw that, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? And then I love Jesus, right? I love Jesus. He, he comes back with a remark that's so jaw dropping so unbelievable really such a a countercultural way of thinking according to the Pharisees and he says on hearing this Jesus said to them hey fellas listen healthy people don't need a doctor sick people do I have come to call not those who are think that they are righteous but those who know that they are sinners and I'm just again I'm gonna ask you really quick in this room I don't know about you but I know in my life that I am a sinner that I have been saved by grace that there was a guy named Jesus Jesus that loved me enough in my sin, in my despair, when I was far from him to come after me and offer me a relationship with Jesus. Is there anybody else that's thankful for that kind of God and that Jesus today? Can we give him a bigger shout of praise than that? Come on, Jesus must not have saved you from much if you ain't willing to praise him with all that you've got. I know who I was before Jesus, and I'm so thankful that he came for people like me. And I think about that, and again, he didn't come for those who thought they had it all together. He came for sinners, and I think about that, and I got a, I got a message a few weeks ago uh, to, to me personally that somehow it, got, it had gotten to me, and I, I think, I, I'm so thankful for it because this guy sent me a message on Facebook, and he just said this, I want to thank you. Uh, For Purpose Church, I've been out of church for years and the few services that I have been to have given me hope again. May God bless you in Purpose Church. And I got to thinking about it and I got to thinking about my life and I got to thinking about just Purpose Church as a whole. And can I be honest, that's for the people we started Purpose Church for. I don't want to offend any of us that grew up in church. Obviously, I grew up in church. It's one of those things, man, I'm a church kid. But let me tell you something. Somebody that had no hope, somebody that was lost, that, that, that may not have been in church for years... Finally was able to find a place that, that, guess what, we pointed him to Jesus. And then he realized that people were our heart. Can I tell you that that's the person that we started Purpose Church for? It was him in mind when I got that text message. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, yeah, that's why we started Purpose Church. And again, I want us to understand we're all like that, like that to some degree. you got to understand that we have all are sick or have been sick. That we all are sinners or we all have been actually saved, right? Like like you've actually actually asked Jesus to come into your life. And again, Jesus did not come for those who have it all together. He came for the sick, the broken, and the sinners. And honestly, every single week what we want to do as a church is we want it to be a safe place for you to bring someone far from God to Purpose Church. I want you to feel comfortable, being able to bring that uh, person that you know that you've been praying for. Because every single week, what are we going to be about? Every single time we gather, every single service that we have. Every single opportunity, let me speak some faith, every single future campus that we have down the road, we are going to preach the gospel, and we're going to believe that God is going to use us to reach people who are far from him, and we're going to be able to connect them to the name of Jesus, not on our own strength, but introduce them to the love and the passion that Jesus has for them, and then we're going to help them live on purpose. People are our heart, meaning in order to reach the unreachable, we got to do the unusual, and today, let me teach you how. Everybody good with that? everybody okay with me if I teach you how we can do that as a church I want to teach us how and it goes back to this story right here and the first thing that you and I can do if we are gonna uh, really truly have a heart for people is number one we got to carry some burdens we got to carry some burdens y'all don't don't, don't leave me up here by myself all right y'all this quiet as a mouse in here right we got to carry some burdens we got to be willing If we're going to serve people, if people are really going to be our heart, the first thing that I believe that God is calling us as Jesus followers, if you know him, to do is to carry some burdens and to care for those who are in a place of hurting or in a place of need in their life. Look at verse number 3. What does verse number 3 say? Throw that up there if y'all can. If it's there, it says this. Four men arrived. What's that next word? I'm about to be Vanna White. Come on, y'all going to read it all together. Four men arrived. All right, carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. I love that these guys, they didn't have this mentality and this idea that, hey, man, I heard Jesus is coming to town. Maybe you might want to catch a cab over. You know, you might just kind of get a ticket maybe some other time, try and get over there if you can. No, no, no. They did not do that. What did they do? They got involved in this man's life. They said, man, listen, we're going to get you there. If I have to carry you, it may be five miles, it may be 50 miles. I don't know how far it is, but we don't want to just get you to Jesus. I have to get you to Jesus. I got to get you in the place where Jesus can heal you, where he can touch you, and we care about you enough to do this, that we are willing to carry some burdens and bring you to Jesus. And see, I think for far too long, we as the church have stood on the sidelines and we've kind of just thrown like like little, little, little Jesus loves you bombs out there to everybody okay right and on the other end sometimes the ain't as nice okay they're like turn or burn you know like that's that's the other side okay and we'll just throw it from a distance without ever getting in somebody's life and I just believe that God is calling you and I as the church as Purpose Church to carry some burdens to begin to get in some people's lives and say hey, you know that old saying back in the day people don't know uh, don't care how much you know they want to know how much you care y'all heard that one how many of y'all heard that before Right? I think for so long again, what we've done is we have we've literally gone out there and we've just thrown this thing out there. And again Jesus loves you absolutely with good intention. I think there's so many people that try that with good intention, but they're not willing to grab the mat and pick up a friend and help carry a burden. I think we're called to do that. I think we're called to say, you know what, people need to be asking, do you care about me? Are you involved in my life? And I just believe that we, as Jesus followers, if we're going to reach the unreachable, we got to be willing to do the unusual. And guess what? Carrying somebody else's burden is unusual in this day and age. It's unusual, and I, I just want to be like these guys. Man, I want to be like them. They're carrying their friend to Jesus, and I just want to tell, kind, of, kind of put it as this. I want you to be a bringer. Tap your neighbor and say, you better be a bringer. Go ahead. Tap your neighbor. <clears throat> be a bringer, because this is what I know. This is what these four guys did. They carried some burdens, and what they do? They were a bringer, and they brought their friend to Jesus. And I want to encourage you here at Purpose Church. Don't just invite people to come to church. Don't just invite them to come to church, bring them to church. There's a difference. Did y'all know that. There's a difference. There's a difference in hey y'all. Y'all want y'all come to church, right? I want you come to my church. That'd be awesome. There's a difference in that and going, no. Hey, listen. I'll come pick you up. I'll meet you at 15 at your house. I'll have hot fresh donuts ready for you, right? I'll even buy you some Lost Portales after lunch. Lord, they changed their chips and they're delicious still. Uh, but like, like I'll take you to Lost Portales. after. I'll bring you. You can ride with me. We can go together. I'll save you a seat. Like I'm gonna bring you to church with me. And that's what these guys did. I'm gonna bring you to Jesus. You got to understand this scene where Jesus is preaching, right? Where Jesus is teaching. He is He's healing. He's doing all of these stuff. It's so full. And they're jam-packed in there and they're listening. And, and again, there's a twofold side to this story, right? In the fact that the people that are there are enamored by Jesus. I do believe. That you and I should be enamored by Jesus right we should be in his presence we should want to be in his presence just like we sang a few minutes ago the heart of God man your presence that's what we want that's what we want from you Lord and we should be so enamored by Jesus that we should be focused on him absolutely Jesus is the point but at the same time what I think so many times in this story and what you see a lot of times that happens in churches and we've been guilty of this before as well is that we, as, we are, as we're doing our own thing, as we're, as we're doing whatever we're doing, guess what? Our backs have been turned to the very people that need Jesus. Because what happens is, is when they show up to the house, there's no room to get in, and the backs of everybody are two people that really need to hear from Jesus, that really need to heal, uh, be healed by Jesus. But the backs of all these people are turned to those people, and they're like, nope, I, I'm so enamored with what I'm doing, which is a good thing that you get enamored by Jesus, okay? I'm not saying that. I am saying, though, that you and I have to have a posture, have to have a heart for people that, guess what? There are people that so many times what we do is we turn our back to them, when in reality God is asking us to invite them into the party to invite them into what Jesus is going to do in their life and I think about it I believe with all of my heart that you and I as the church of Jesus Christ we are to carry some burdens that we are to be bringers guess what you are around people every single day that I'm not able to be around but they're hurting and guess what our job is to be for them we're to hurt with them there's people that are crying we're to cry with them there's people that are celebrating anniversaries we're to celebrate with them. There's a birth of a baby. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to be at the baby shower and we're going to bring a gift. You know why? Because, man, we love you and we're going to be with you. Somebody dies in their family. More than just a text message to them, we actually show up to the funeral and we say, you know what? I'm going to grieve with you. I'm going to walk through this season with you. I'm going to carry some burdens with you, these are what these four guys did. Because we don't just want to get people to Jesus, we have to get them to Jesus. Come on, Purpose Church, right? That's what I'm. I want to just challenge us. I want to challenge us to take a step forward in that today. And uh, the last thing I'm going to tell you about today, and the thing I want to just kind of, just kind of center in on, and uh, begin to try, kind of land the plane on, is this idea that not only do we need to carry some burdens, but the second thing that I believe God is calling us to do is to have a do whatever it takes mentality. Have a do-whatever-it-takes kind of mentality, take some risks, break some norms, break some rules. Let me ask you real quick, how many of y'all rule followers in here? Come on, somebody, wave at me if that's you. How many of y'all, y'all breaking rules? Come on. All right, safety team, keep your eyes on these people right here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just, joking. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. All right, one more time. Words the rule followers? Wave at me. Wave at me. All right, we're, we're, the, we're the rule breakers. Where you at? Wave at me. All right, all right. Uh, uh, so I, I like a few things really quick. Um, I'm, for the most part, and Allie can tell you, I am a rule follower. Like, like I'll just tell you, like, uh, I'm a rule follower, like, to, to a T a lot of times, except for the rule of the speed limit. Come on, somebody, right? Like, 10 miles over the speed limit is the speed limit. Come on, somebody, okay? Like, that's a rule I'm okay breaking, all right? I hate to be... Take that off of the camera. Can we edit that out? Sorry, everybody out there in Facebook world, watch that. Um, but, like, like, okay, really quick. How many of y'all, like, legit, how many of y'all, raise your hand, would wait 30 minutes till after you ate before you jumped in the pool? Come on, we're my, we're my rule followers. we are y'all being like, nah, you're eating it as you jump in the pool. Come on, somebody, right? Who cares, hot dog, it don't matter, right? I like it. How many of y'all, let's be honest, how many of y'all ever ran with scissors? Come on. I'm there. How many of y'all ever ran with a sucker in your mouth? Okay. Everybody does, right? I know that. Okay. Uh, okay. This is one that maybe, we may need to edit this one out. Um, let's be really honest. This is terrible. No, it's going to be fun. How many of y'all ever sniffed gasoline as a kid? You know, you broke the rules. Gasoline kind of got a good smell to it. I'm just going to call it what it is. All right. Sorry. Okay. Yes, I'm the real pastor, and there's not anybody older coming out next week. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, all right, so, so I look around this room, and guess what? There's some rule breakers in this room, all right? Y'all some rule breakers up in this house. All right, listen, I want to challenge you a little bit. Let's have that mentality when it comes to reaching people for the gospel. Let's have a do-whatever-it-takes kind of mentality when it comes to reaching people who are far from God, that don't know anything about Jesus, that don't know what church could be like, that doesn't know what a relationship with Jesus might look like, and let's break some rules to go. Not break what God's Word says. I'm not saying that. Please hear me say that. I'm not saying to, to go out there and sin in order to get people to know. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the norms of what we're used to as society, the norms to what we're used to within the church house, even, and what we're called to do. Again, I want to be a, a church that does whatever it takes, has this whatever it takes mentality, just like verse four says with these guys bringing their friends to Jesus. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. And so, Kyle, if you don't mind, that would be oh, you were already coming up. Y'all, y'all love Kyle Howard. Come on, give it up for my man, Kyle Howard. We're just there together today. I like that. So they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So what happens? Watch what they do. So they dug a hole through the roof above Jesus' head. Like, this is, this is wild, okay? Think about it. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. So they picked this friend up. They take him on top of the house. You've got to understand that a lot of houses just had ladders back then. So can you imagine for just a second, four dudes trying to get one dude on a mat up a ladder? all excuses out the door right they're saying no no no, it doesn't matter we're going to do whatever we got to do we're going to do whatever it takes to get my friend to jesus and again they scaled the house they get on top of the house friends up there and then hashtag demo day starts come on somebody right they start ripping this ceiling off they start ripping this roof apart and again we get so used to the bible we think this is normal but i want to challenge you today this is not normal okay can you imagine just for a second, like in just a few minutes, like we're sitting here and all of a sudden you hear whew, whew, backing out screws above my head. Can you, I'm not Jesus. I'm not saying that, but can you imagine just for a second that, that that what's happening is not normal? But they were doing whatever it takes to get their friend to Jesus, and you've got to understand that Jesus is preaching, man. He's healing. He's doing incredible things. He's answering questions. People are everywhere. The place is packed. The room is exciting. It's electric. And all of a sudden, you start hearing. It's supposed to be a scratch sound, but it's not working. And all of a sudden, over the top of Jesus, dust starts falling on top of Jesus' head. You imagine Jesus, he's unfazed, keeps going. He knows what's happening guess what's going on? He's, he's unfazed. Man, it's falling all around. It's getting dusty in there, kind of like the haze machine when it's rolling up in here, right? Next, you know, chunks of stuff are starting to fall, hay and straw, and, and, and did you know that actually uh, roofs back in the day were actually made of mud, fat, and sometimes manure? Yuck. <laughs> but guess what? what I, got to, ooh, I got to think about this, I thought it was so fun. Sometimes you got to dig through a little <clears throat> in order to get somebody to Jesus. Did I say it in church? Yeah, I did. Don't edit that out. Sometimes you gotta dig through a little manure. Sometimes you gotta walk through some stuff that doesn't seem like it should be there. Sometimes you gotta work through some things because guess what? Real ministry is messy. When when you're dealing with people who are broken and busted and far from God, it's going to be messy. And what I love about these guys, they are not taking obstacles as a sign of God trying to stop them. They have this mentality, we're going to bust through the barriers, we're going to break some rules, we're going to do whatever it takes in order to get my friends to Jesus. And I don't know about you, I want to be that kind of person. I don't know about you, I want to be a part of a church that's that kind of people. That's willing to dig holes in the roof. I want to be a part of a community that says, you know what? We're willing to do whatever it takes in order to get our friends to Jesus. Why? Are we going to give free t-shirts out in two weeks at Party on Purpose? Who loves a free t-shirt? Everybody does, right? We all do. You get a free Purpose Church t-shirt in a few weeks. You know why? Because we're willing to dig some holes. Is that a gimmick, Dustin, to get people to church? Yes. You know why? Because when they, get, when they get here, we're going to preach the gospel. We're going to believe that God's going to do the, sa- the saving, that God's going to be doing the one that's the transforming, not us. We're not the one that can change anybody. But when they get in the presence of Jesus, there is nothing that when you, when you have an encounter with Jesus, you cannot walk away the same. And I just believe that with all my heart. But our job is the obedient side of getting our friends to Jesus. Let's do whatever it takes. I want to be a part of a church. Why, why you got, why you got a, why you got stage and lights and that music? Woo. Why you got earplugs in the back? The vibe, like, you know why? Because we're digging holes in the roof. Well, why are you going to drop thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Easter eggs out of a helicopter at Easter? Y'all get ready again, right? Come on. Wasn't that, wasn't that fun? You know why we're going to do that? Because we're digging holes in the roof. We're willing to do whatever it takes. We want to reach nobody, the unreachable, the people that that, that are outcasts, that are far from God, that have no relationship with Jesus. The only way that we're going to be able to do this is the fact that you and I have to be willing to roll up our sleeves, get a little dirty, get a little messy, and say, you know what? I'll do whatever it takes to get you to Jesus. As long as it's not sin, I'm going to do whatever it takes so I could get Jesus in your life. I'm going to share my faith with you. I'm going to invite you to be a part. I'm going to love you. I'm going to serve you the best I can. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I want to give you some practical things today. When you came in, obviously that thing that was in your seat is a party on purpose invite card. I want you to strategic like pray about this, okay? I'm not saying just go hang it on, on a random door or give it to somebody. I'm saying would you pray about who you need to give that to? There's two invites in your seat. We've got 2,000 that we have that we can give out to you. Listen, if you want them and you are praying through, hey, how can I get somebody to, to come to church? How can I get somebody to, to, to maybe be a bringer I'm going to bring them to church? Guess what? Use that and invite them to church. And they get a free T-shirt in two weeks, right? That's fun. But but more important, let's have that heart that people, man, we're willing to do whatever we got to do to get them to Jesus. I think about that. Not only that, uh, at the at the Connect Corner today, um, there are some of these cards that we have. So here's your, here's your door hanger. It's, it's, it's an invite. The service take that pray over that who are you gonna invite and I'm just telling you bring somebody with you like like let's get them in the place because we do believe and this isn't the only place this isn't the only thing that can happen in this place but we do believe that the, the presence of God is here and that when we gather together and we're singing about Jesus and singing to Jesus that man that you can't help but be in the presence of God and not leave changed so do whatever you got to do to get your friends to church. Let's be a bringer. Let's do whatever it takes. And then I, I got we got these cards that we've had for so long from the very beginning of Purpose Church. And I just think this right here can speak volumes to somebody. When you're in and you want to shock somebody, you want to show somebody that people are your heart. Try buying somebody's coffee if you're in line at Starbucks, not in the drive-through even. That's great. I love that. Leave them this card. But even if you're inside, buy their Starbucks and turn around and say, Hey man, listen, I just, just want to tell you Jesus loves you, and so do we. And watch their reaction yeah. guess what if we're gonna reach the unreachable we got to do the unusual that isn't normal is it isn't normal for a people to share their faith it isn't necessarily normal for us to say you know what we're gonna do whatever we can social media we're gonna share things we're gonna go out there and not just invite you but hey come with me I'll, I'll be there with you I'll save you a seat I'll come get you I'll do whatever I gotta do to get you to Jesus and again I want to just challenge all of us let's not let this be something that we have on a wall let it be something that we truly live out in our life but this is a value. This is something that we value as a church. And verse 5 says this. It says, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. And I just believe that as a church that we got to stop just going to church and we got to start being the church. And as the church of Jesus Christ, when we recognize that Jesus didn't come for the healthy, but he came for the sick, and that we're all sick, including me, that we've all been broken and busted, and we're all in need of his grace, when we recognize who he is and what he's done for us, our only reasonable reaction and response to what Jesus has done for us, is to go to a lost and dying world and say, you know what, I found healing, I found hope, I found restoration, and his name is Jesus. Is there anybody that's thankful for that? Come on, would you jump up on your feet, and would you give Jesus the loudest ovation that you've given him all week long? Come on, give it up for King Jesus. Because let me tell you something, I see a church, and I said this last week, but I see a church where people are hearts. And I see a church that does not look down on other people who don't have a relationship with Jesus, but we're going to love them so much to where the love of God draws them into a relationship with Christ. I see a church full of people who are going to carry some burdens, who are going to get dirty, who are going to get involved in the lives of people and do whatever it takes to go after people for the gospel. And I see a church full of people who knows what it means to be a sinner, who knows what it means to have a Savior, who knows what it means to be healed, who knows what it means to be in a dark, desperate situation And yet Jesus in his goodness and in his grace and in his mercy saved you and I. That's the kind of church I see. So let's go out there and let's put a plunder, let's plunder hell. And I mean, let's just just many people that are on their way to hell. Let's do whatever we gotta do. to Say, you know what? My heart is for you. Jesus loves you. And let's populate heaven together, right? Let's go out there connecting people to Jesus, helping them live on purpose. Let's do it. Let's do it and watch what Jesus is fixing to do. If you believe that, can you give Jesus a Big shout of praise one more time. <clears throat> I believe it with all my heart, but I believe not only that, but I believe that there's people watching online right now. I believe that there's people in this room that you may not have a relationship with Jesus. And I just came to remind you that you're so loved, that you're so valued, that your sin, my sin, it separated us from God, but Jesus, right? But Christ, but Jesus came. He gave his life for me. He said, you know what, even while you're still sinning, even while you're sick, even while you're still unhealed, I'm willing to heal you by my stripes on the cross. And I just believe that that's the gospel. And you may need to respond to that today. So I'm going to ask you to do something. If you could just bow your heads and close your eyes. And if you're watching online, just take a moment right here to just be able to just search your heart. Would you be able to search just what, what God is doing on the inside of you? And would you just be willing to say, you know what, I, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't have Jesus in my life. But I need him today. I need his forgiveness. I need his salvation. And if that's you and you need to pray to receive Jesus, would you just say something like this? It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be word for word. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you have to mean it in your heart. Would you just say something like this? Dear Jesus, I believe what you did on the cross. I believe that you died in my spot. I believe that you gave your life for me. And I believe that you're calling me into a relationship with you. I give you my life. Thank you for saving me. Forgive me of my sin. Come in my life. Change me. Set me on solid ground. Help me live for you the rest of my life. Help me walk for you and help me have a whatever it takes mentality to tell others about the hope and the forgiveness and the healing that you're giving me today. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Maybe you're in this room. Maybe you're watching online and you just prayed to receive Jesus. said yes to a relationship with Jesus. I want you to understand that's the best decision that you'll ever make in your entire life. That that decision is the best one that you'll make uh, this side of eternity. Better than where you're going to go eat lunch today. Better than who you're going to marry. I mean, it's better than all of that. And again, I want you to understand that we want to be a church that just celebrates that with you, that this is a momentous time in your life, and we're going to be a church that parties on purpose. When one person, the Bible says, comes to faith in Jesus, all of heaven rejoices. And we're going to call heaven down to earth, and we want this place to look like heaven because we want people to be to know that that decision that they just made, to say yes to Jesus, is the best one that they've ever made. And so, maybe you're in here, maybe you're watching online, and you just pray to receive Jesus. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you're in this room, if so i a little different, I'm going to Ask you that connection card that's in your seat that you came in with, would you fill that thing out? And we're going to have our prayer team up here on either side of the stage on the sides. And what we want you to do is fill that card out. If you don't mind, would you fill out that card at the bottom? Would you just say, Today I said yes to Jesus. Today I said yes to Jesus. Would you mind doing that if you would check mark that? And then I'm going to ask you to do something a little crazy in a second. I'm going to ask you, as you're standing, I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat and come talk to one of our prayer team members. I just think that's so important that you not only just check mark a box or you raise your hand, but you also have a conversation and we just say, hey, I just said yes to Jesus. We want to put some practical stuff in your hands. We want to put a Bible in your hand. Maybe you don't have a Bible. We got a great Bible that we would love that the the generous people of Purpose Church have, have, uh, have bought for you. We want to give you, we want to put that in your hands, we want to celebrate, we want to help you figure out what your next step looks like. We want to form a relationship with you just to get to know your name, know your story, know what God is doing, and again, how he saved you today. And if you're watching online, if you could just text the word PURPOSE to 270-229-6488, that would be awesome. I love that. I love that. Well, purpose church, said I'm going to ask everybody to do. On three, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask you, if you just prayed to receive Jesus, would you move and would you go and would you uh, begin to give your card to one of our prayer team members that's up here? On three, one, two, three. Our team is going to move as well. They're going to be moving, so you're not the only ones moving at this time. If that's you, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I love that, I love that, I love that. Well, come on, Purpose Church, can you lift your head? Can you put your hands together? Can we give King Jesus all the praise and honor today in this place? Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to OurPurpose.Church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on Purpose.